Today's show is pre-recorded. everybody y'all listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show (laughs) man what an amazing blessing god has given me my health my dreams all of it god gave it to me i accept it i work hard but man oh man oh man i work hard is something that he gave me a gift and that's what i want to talk to you about today because God has gifted everyone. So I can't help but believe it. You are gifted in some way. Something about you is special and unique. That doesn't mean you're the only one that can sing, or you're the only one that can write, or you're the only one that can draw, or you're the only one that can decorate, or you're the only one that can network, or you're the only one, that's not what it means. Or you have a great scientific mind, or you can figure things out, or you're good at problem solving, you're not the only one. But you are a unique individual. Nobody will travel the exact path that you're on. Nobody will have everything happen in a series of uh, circumstances in, in, in the order that you're going to have it happen to you. That's what I mean when I say that you are unique. But now, because you are gifted, you know, you have something you have to do. You know, there's a scripture. It's in Proverbs, Proverbs 18 and 16. I've been trying to be a little bit better at that for you, you know. So when I have an idea and I know where it is, I have somebody look the scripture up for me and hand it to me. So it's in Proverbs 18, 16, and this is the layman's term of it. It says, a man's gift make room for him and brings him before great men. It is your gift that will make room for you. Now, my interpretation of this is is this. Now, I could be wrong. 
please go to your local church, synagogue, temple, mosque, whatever you do, and go get clarification. But what my gift has done in making room for me is I've taken it almost in the literal sense. My gift has actually made room for me. It has cleared paths for me. My gift has opened up doors for me. That's what I take it as it'll make room for you. My gift has is broadened my ability to travel. My gift has opened my eyes to fashion. My gift has caused me to be able to uh, provide for my family. My gift has caused me to be able to, to reach more people. That's what I'm saying in terms of it will make room for you. Now, there may be another interpretation. I'm just telling you how I took it. Now, it's worked out pretty good for me to that understanding, but I'm pretty sure Bishop Jakes, Joel Osteen, Kenneth Olmer, you know, got Glenn Staples, Bishop Glenn Staples. These guys can give you a much better understanding of it. I'm just giving it to you, you know, way I know how. So I don't know. I just like to keep it right there. But and then it says that it brings you before great men. I mean, you know, it's going to take you places. It's going to take you places you never thought of going. You're going to meet people because of your gift. I told my son, who, who two of them are good photographers, you'll be taking pictures of great men. And then I mess with them. You already take pictures of your daddy. You know, I'm messing with them like that, but that's just me and them just kicking it. But, you know, but one day, who knows? You could be shooting the president. You know, you could be shooting some foreign dignitaries. You know, you could be shooting great sport events. You know, you never know where it could take you. But that's your gift. What, what you got to do is you got to get to move and know. See, you can't have your gift and not do nothing with it. See, you know what that reminds me of? It, it's something that, that, that my father used to say, get up off your butt because you're sitting on a gold mine. He say that all the time. Boy, get up off your butt and move it because you're sitting on a gold mine. I never really quite got that when I was little, but now that I'm an adult, I got it full well. See, a lot of you are sitting. You're sitting on a talent or a gift that you have. You're sitting on an ability. I don't care if it's making cakes or pies. That's a gift, man. That's a talent. I don't care if it's the ability to do hair. That's a gift, man. Half of you are gifted. A lot of us are gifted, and we sitting on it, looking at other people, wondering, what can I do to make it? You already got something to make it with. If you would just get up off your behind, man, quit sitting on that gold mine. Some of you are tech-savvy. Just a whiz is when it comes to engineering and putting stuff together and cables and wires and, and computers and stuff. And now you steady looking around trying to figure out, man, wonder what I can go do. How about you go do that? You know, this, it ain't that hard, man, if you would just take note of what God has given you already. He has given you a gift already. He has already given you a talent. Now, the fact that you ain't using it and you sitting on your tail somewhere, what now now who fault is who what are we talking about? Well what what you you blaming God for that? Man, I tell you what, I sit around people all the time who are gifted. And I'm looking at their gifts and they steady complaining about what they don't have but will not get up off their behind and use the gifts that God gave them. And it's frustrating. It's got to be frustrating for you if you're doing it because it's frustrating for me when I see it. So when these people come to me and ask me for help, I just keep going the same thing over and over. Help yourself. Man, do for you. Use your gift. It's a cat sitting behind the wall right now that's locked up, that's so good at artistry. This cat's in there tattooing everybody. 
Man, get out. Do it the right way. Quit selling drugs, man. You ain't going nowhere selling no drugs. You're going to jail. And if that don't do it, somebody going to get tired of you selling drugs because they're going to want to sell them over there, and they're going to kill you. Let's just keep this thing real for just a second here. Come on, man. Get up off your butt because you're sitting on a gold mine. And you sit up here, somebody always looking for a shortcut to the top. Ain't no shortcut. Somebody told me this the other day, man. The road to success is always under construction. It ain't paved. It's got detour signs on it. It's got slow men working. Sometimes they flip the stop sign. You got to sit there and wait. Sometimes they got slow. There's traffic. There's accidents. Somebody on the road holding up things with a flat tire. It's nails. It's gravels. It's spike. It's everything. The road to success is always under construction. It ain't getting ready to be easy just because you done decided to do it. But don't sit around on your behind and complain all the time about what you don't have. My daddy said it, man. Get up off your butt because you sitting on the gold mine. You got a gift. You got a talent. You got something that you can do that could make a way for you. But you won't do it. It is within you. Stop looking around. Here's where people waste the most time on the road to success, looking around at somebody else, trying to figure out, man, how can I do what they did? Do what you do. You ain't Jay-Z. You ain't. Sorry. I got a couple of your homies told you you rap better than him, but you're not Jay-Z. Really, you're not. You know, all of us done shot at him, but we ain't Richard Pryor. A nice shot, Steve. Bernie, D.L., all of we took some great shots at it. We not him. Do what you can do. Do you. Do your gift. Quit complaining about what you don't have. Get up off your butt because you sitting on a gold mine. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls, here we are again. And I just must say, I know it's, you know, there's got to be a time limit to when you stop saying Happy New Year. You know, how many days in is it supposed to be? I think we passed that time. But we are still celebrating life. And 2022 can be one of the greatest years of your life if you lay claim to it. But you have to claim it. You have to live a life of expectation that great things are coming your way because that's the law of attraction. It works whether you believe in it, honor it, or adhere to it. It is a known fact that you attract the things you think. If you think poor, you'll be poor. If you think rich thoughts, riches will come your way. If you don't believe it, try it. Thank you. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, the girl from Mississippi, Monica uh, Jr., and the legend, the king of pranks, nephew Tommy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. It has begun. Junior, what's on your mind? I'm going to tell you exactly what's on my mind, Unc. Let me ask you something, Unc. Um, do you know um, in your life, Unc, how much has being in love cost you? What? Mm. Why did I know this? Huh? Well, I just want to tell you right now. Just being in love, has it cost you a lot? Well, let me say this to you. Uh, it's really, Junior, what it's all about. You know, forget these songs that talk about I don't need nobody, all this blah, blah, blah. Everybody want to be somebody, somebody. Everybody wants to feel special to somebody. Everybody 
needs to experience love. So stop talking about it in terms of cost as in dollars. Hmm. It is going to cost you your time. It will cost you at times your freedom. It will cost you at times your will of choice. It will cost you at times moments of peace where you want to be alone, but because you're in love, you got to be with somebody. So it's going to cost you in every aspect of your life. All you want to do is be in love with somebody where there's a benefit to being in love and there is a return on your investment of love. So my question is to you, don't you think as a young man that you would be more of an, you are in a fortunate position if someone were to love you being as high, knowing how you are? Mm-hmm. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Okay. Then get on with the whatever it costs factor. Get that out your mind. Because it costs a lot to be in love with you, too. Get all this out your mind about what it's called. You're not saying that as a rich man. That's what I like to see. That's why he's talking from a different position. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. In love ain't got nothing to do with rich. I can say that right right. now. All right. All right. Uh, Thank you for that. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we're going to start the show off with the nephew and run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, let's go. It is time for the nephew to kick things off with Run That Prank Back. What you got, Nev? Church fees. Church <laughs> fees. Let's go, Cat Dog. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Sister Tracy. Hey, you got her. Hey. Uh, how you doing? This is uh, this is Brother Glenn from the church. Hey, Brother Glenn. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm real good. Uh, did you enjoy service this morning? Oh, I, I enjoyed it. Pastor... Woo! <laughs> Pastor brought it down. Yes, he today. did. Yes, he did. Oh, my God. That was a word for me. Right, 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 right. So, what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Uh, I wanted to give you some information that the um, that the church has come up with, and we wanted to let you know what was going on before next Sunday. You, I, I didn't interrupt you, did I? Uh, no, no. I Actually, uh, I, I, I may find a little little off a little bit. I'm trying to, to get dinner ready for my little babies, my little darlings, and I'm trying to, your voice sounds so familiar to me. It just sounds so familiar. I'm trying to place place that voice. Okay, well, you've seen me at the church quite a few times. I think I have. I'm just trying to place it. I, I can't place it right now. But what can, okay. what can I do okay. for you, Glenn? Well, nevertheless, I, I just wanted, here's, here's what's going on. Uh, now, are you aware that for the last, uh, the last six Sundays, you've been actually uh, coming into service late? Have you realized that? Yes, I, I um, I, I know. I, I, I'm sorry about that, but uh, I, you know, yes, I have. I have my reasons, though. Okay, okay. Well, here's what's going on. The officials at the church have uh, gotten together, and this is what they've decided on: is that anybody who is late uh, starting next Sunday, there will be a fifteen dollar charge for that for coming in and disrupting service. Fastest, tired of service being disrupted by people walking in late. That that could not come at a worse time. I don't have fifteen dollars to give. No, I don't. I don't have it. Oh, um, look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we're late. I I, I am. Uh, we we are doing our best. I I have three kids. I have three young kids, two, seven, and nine, and they are a handful. And 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 we we do the best that we can to get to church on time. And and to tell you the truth, when we get there. It's during praise and worship. 
I mean, Pastor ain't even preaching yet. So okay. I know it's not Pastor's not up yet, but he's he's stating that uh people coming in it just seems very disruptive to the service that's going on. That's so nevertheless, like I said, this is a warning call, you know, to let you know that if you are late on next Sunday, then they, they will be charging you fifteen dollars uh a late charge. And and actually you won't be able to even come in what? until you uh until you pay the fifteen dollars. I can't even get in church with with look okay look, I don't I don't owe nothing. I don't owe you no explanation. But I need to tell you something. We are me and my kids for the last few Sundays that we've been late, it's because my car broke down. We we are on the bus, man. Public transportation. Okay. I mean, I, and I understand. I understand. I, I sympathize with everything that you're going through. But why are you calling? If you understand, why are you calling me about fifteen dollars? If you understand what I'm going through. Well, I didn't. I, first of all, I didn't know what you were going. Why are you raising your voice at me? But, why are you raising? Did you just raise your voice at me? You know what? You know what? I think you're raising your voice at me. How dare you call me about this about a fee? And I'm there at church. I got my kids there trying to raise them up in the way they should go, just like the Bible say. And you know why I got to do this and why I'm late, why, why we got to catch the bus. Do you understand why that is, Brother Glenn? No, I do not. That is because they so their daddies ain't uh, and they, uh, yeah. So, Tracy, just, you, you got to calm down a little bit now. Uh, oh, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. Help okay, listen, uh, <laughs> here's the deal. All I can do is tell you this. I hope you can make it. Maybe you can catch an earlier bus. You know what I mean, and get there a little earlier. But but I'm just stating the facts that as of next Sunday, if you come in late, it's fifteen dollar late fee, and that's what you'll pay in order to get in the service. You know what? Well, maybe next Sunday I just won't be there. How about that? You know, I'm already working six days a week. The only day I have off is Sunday. I'm breaking breaking my back. Do you know I work two jobs? I work two jobs, and they always trying to take money out of my check, always trying to pull me here and there, and I'm always tired. I get two hours of sleep, and then now the church wants to dump another $15 charging me for being at church when that's what I'm supposed to do? But you're coming in late, though, Sister Tracy. You, you know what? You know what? Late ain't bad, okay? I, I might be delayed, but I ain't denied, and I'm getting there the best way that I know how. We're on the bus. I have to put my kids on the school bus. And not only do I have to put them on the school bus, but I have to get on the bus to get myself to work because I don't have a car because their daddies ain't doing nothing, nothing for them. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I need to under... Daddy, daddy number one? Guess what? He ain't Daddy number two? He in jail, been there about five years. He ain't And daddy number three? He decided to go ahead and walk out. He ain't, I ain't heard from that that trifling in about seven months. Now, he know we're struggling. He had the nerve to take my wallet, too. You don't, you don't even understand what I'm going through. You don't even understand that I'm trying to make a better life for me and my children. There is one more thing, Sister Tracy, that the church wants you to know before next Sunday that you definitely need to know. And what one more thing does the church want me to know besides $15? The church just wants you to know that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your sister Patrice got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> I am going to whoop her. I'm going to whoop her. I'm going to whoop her. Are you? She know I ain't got time for that. She know I ain't got time for that. Oh, Patrice. Uh-huh. Girl, your, girl, your sister got you. You all right? Oh, I got something for her. How about that? <laughs> she told me, she said, she said, my sister car broke down. She said she got these kids. She over there struggling, struggling. She trying to make it. 
Well, you got to give her a hard time. She just wanted. She wanted. She wanted you to put. A, she wanted to put a smile on your face. <laughs> well, she did. Well, once things settled, I'm going to have to say she did. Okay. <laughs> you all right? Wow. Now that I know you, y'all were joking, and now I know this is nephew Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to ask you something, baby. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. Have <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all been to church? No. 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 Not in quite Since some time. Pandemic. Yeah. COVID. No. no. COVID. I've been online, you know, virtual. All right. Thank you, nephew. And uh, coming up, it is Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey, coming up right after this. Hello. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to check in with Steve's voicemail, 877-29-STEVE. Also, a programming reminder, another hilarious, and I do mean hilarious, with a capital H, episode of Judge Steve. That happens tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC and Hulu. Now it is time for Steve's favorite segment. It's called Ask the CLO. Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building for your love questions. This one's from Anika in Rochester. Anika writes, this year marks the fifth year of my celibacy, and I need to know if I'm doing the right thing or if I should enjoy life and take the good with the bad. I'm 54 years old, and I hope to be married the next time I have sex. I just got tired of giving in to men, and then they disappear on me. Life is short, so should I live it to the fullest or stick to my principles and keep holding out? Well, I think it seems to me like the holding out part is uh, a little bit more uh, self-controlling for you. Mm. Uh, You're not being used. You're not being discarded. You don't have to feel like, you know, men just coming in out of your life and going out. You know, of course, we are human beings. We have flesh. So we got desires, but... I mean, it's been five years. You spared yourself a lot of pain like that. Now, if you think going on living your life to the fullest means going back to the way you had it, then what was you celibate for in the first place? <laughs> you have to, when you think about stop doing something, think about what made you start doing it in the first place. And it may be the best thing for you. And you never know when, like I often say, God is going to flip the switch. So it could be any day now, but if you turn around and give up, you might lose. I'd hang in there with it if I was you. You've done five years. Hell, you're 54. Five years. All right. All right, Kelly in Duncanville says, I'm married to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. My husband is the sweetest man in the world when it's uh, the two of us at home. But the minute he gets in public, he's super irritated with everything and everyone. His road rage is scary, and he's so rude to waiters and waitresses, it's embarrassing. What should I do? Quit taking his ass out the house. <laughs> <laughs> he, don't, he don't get to go. <laughs> yeah. All right. He can't go to dinner no more, and he damn sure can't drive. Yeah. What's Not wrong with him, though? What is rage. that? But how are you rude? I don't know. You know. Waiters and waitresses that have your yeah. food. It's hard to be rude to the people that's going in the back to get your food to yeah. bring it back out in the front. Because what's happening in the back smart. is really, really bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You've got to be nice to them. 
you need to sit down and talk to him about what the issue is for starters. Yeah, why is he so mean? And you need to fix that road rage too. That's a that's a problem. Uh, that's got to fix that. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. dangerous. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mad ass people driving, so <laughs> blow the horn at the wrong one. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't know what his day like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. His I mean, that he could have just found out he owed. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Go ahead, Shelly. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Stanley, we are moving on. Stanley in Birmingham says, My wife got a new job, new lashes, new clothes, and she's been wearing wigs for the first time ever. She's not doing this to impress me. It's for the women at work. She said the competition is fierce, so she had to step her game up. I don't like clown makeup and wigs. How do I get my old wife back? Whoa. Well, the competition at work has come from the internet. If you look at it, <laughs> it's a look now. It's that Nicki Minaj, Kim Kardashian look that all these young people want. I mean, if you look at it, that long hair all the way down to your butt, straight, mm-hmm. the lip liner, the contoured nose, the long eyelashes, all this, this the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj look. And she done fell into it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like you said, it ain't for you. She in competition down at the job. Step her game up. He calls it clown makeup. Yeah. Wow. You know. <laughs> I hope he ain't say she that might to be her. doing it bad. Well, <laughs> that's not he nice. about to, though. He about to, he about to though, because he done wrote in. He's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> CLO, were you yeah. saying something See, earlier about the eyebrow to forehead ratio, that space between there? Were you saying something? Well, like I've that? noticed now, you know, uh, everybody want to have baby hair. Uh-huh. And I've learned to understand filters better because if you look at a woman on her page, if you look at these pages, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the color of the skin that's closest to the hairline, it's different than the skin just below it. That means I'm need filters you to on that. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. What are you yeah. doing? You need to look at that real close. <laughs> What's right. with the baby hair, y'all? What, what is that? What is that? Hey, it's That's just style. It's just the thing, you know. But yeah. you can't have a whole it's head anything. of baby hair, though. You can't have a whole well, see, head but, of baby hair. Baby hair baby. makes it look like you don't have on a wig or a hair piece. Right. Because if you got extra natural. hair, you can pull down in the front. That must mean. Well, you all just the rest cut the hair on the long. wig. That's what you do and smooth that down. I don't know how that. I don't know that. <laughs> you don't need to know everything. All our secrets. <laughs> all right, here we go. Bam in Indianapolis says. Uh, I recently flew to Ohio to visit a man that I met online. I found out he's married, and then he went ghost on me. I fell for the lies when he asked me to get a hotel room and pay for my own flight. I should have known something was up. So am I wrong to expect him to reimburse me for the money I spent? What? 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 Well, I mean, (laughs) you just said he ghosted you. If a man then ghosted you... Yeah. How are you going to get, all he got to do is change his number and you out. You don't know where he live because you got the hotel. Mm-hmm. Why would you fly to somebody for the first time and get your own hotel and your own ticket? Mm. How'd you sell yourself that cheap? Yeah, just mm. reeks of desperation. Yeah. Yeah. Lady, come on. Now you want to You fail for that. 
Come on, Bam. Now you want some money. You ain't finna get no money, Bam. You, this, this, you bought this lesson. You know, order you Best some lesson is a bought lesson. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's a Louis Vuitton bag out the window. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Don't play yourself. Yes. <laughs> Man. Come on now. You could have had a Louis. Right. Yeah. New bag. And he's married. Let that man go. You're right, right. CLO. She should have known something was up. That that's your instinct. She should have listened to your intuition. She right? knew Steve? something was up yeah. in the beginning. All women know something's up. If it seems funny or strange, that's your intuition telling you that it is. Don't ignore it. Period. Right. They Thank don't you. listen to intuition. Oh, that's they right, listen. Steve. They don't. I mean, seriously. All right. around and it end up costing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, CLO. Great advice as usual. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll check out Steve's voicemail, 877-29-STEVE, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Here we go, Steve. To voicemails we go, 877-29-STEVE. Uh, this one's from an inspirational caller, let's just say. Hey, Mr. Steve Harvey. You have been an inspiration, and I want to say thank you. I've leaped off that cliff. I took the leap of faith. I went out there. I had a job that I was going to be making 150000 a year. I quit that job to go out there to be an entrepreneur. In 2009, my dad passed away on January 31st. Two weeks later, I heard your voice for the first time on a morning inspiration. And you have inspired me since then, and I just want to say thank you. I heard you, big bro. I heard you. A million times a million. You said think bigger than what anything that only God can be able to give you the answer to it. A million times a million. I would love to share that with you one day. And that's all in the houses. Thank you, man. Thank you. People hear you. They love you. They out here. They listening. It's a lot of us who's taking that leap of faith. And we on that path. Because once you got a million entrepreneurs worth a million dollars each, that's a trillion dollars. And we can do it. Love you, big bro. Thank you again, Mr. Steve Harvey. You are the man. Oh. Nice. Wow. Very nice. Wow. See, sometimes on, you huh? don't know if you reach people. Take <laughs> that jump, baby. Right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that, that, was, that, was, that was powerful. I appreciate that, man, from the bottom of my heart. What that's a call. That, that, But you know what? That's that. That's God's grace, man. I mean, you you can't cut a deal for it. God just gives it to you. And so, and I, He done gave me the desires of my heart so many times, I, and, and and upped it. He done took the desires of my heart and mm-hmm. put some grace on it to got me where I ain't. I ain't even asked for that and look up and got that too. Yeah. Got another one, Shirley? All right, more voicemail, Steve. This is um. Remember, you do the closing remarks about haters. Uh, drop yeah. the mic. Let's go. Steve, I listened to you this Saturday. Your closing remarks, the most beautiful words I have heard in a long time. You may say drop the mic. You should have dropped the mic that time because you really let your haters know that it's all about them because God used them to put you where you are, to show you where you had to go. Because I believe if it had not been for them hating on you, you might not have tried as hard. But you did, you got it, and you're moving on, and you've got You're awesome. I love you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) They listen. And and you know what, man? 
I was just about to say, I want to change the hater closing remarks. I want I want to redo it because I wanted to add some more to it because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it because it's really one of my favorite closing remarks. It was very because good. I good. just because it really opened up my heart, man. Because I was I was handling these haters wrong, mm-hmm. and then God just started exposing to me. No, listen to me, man. You need them. Let me show you what I did. And he just revealed it to me one morning I was meditating. He said, every time they did this to you, it caused this. I want to just show you something. And I really started looking at it, man. And like the lady said, they didn't know, man, but they they made me work harder. They made me focus. They made me drive. But the biggest gift haters gave me, they pushed me up under the wings of my heavenly father. Amen. And tucked me under that. Amen. Like, I was thinking, man, you know what I actually thought? For the people who actually kicked me and thought they was kicking me off to the cliff, kicking me off the cliff, they actually were just kicking me into into my Lord and Savior's arms. That's all they did, man. When they laughed about me behind my back, it just made me strong. You know, the one thing, man, that kind of, uh, the only thing that really bothered me about haters was dudes in the barbershop. That, that's the one that bothers me the most because I've always prided myself on being a man's man, and I know I am because there's not a man living who knows me who don't know that about me. I mean, if you know me, you know that about me, that I'm a man's man. I made a lot of mistakes with females who ain't, but when it comes to brotherhood, manhood, oh, I done locked in on that thing right there, and I'm really, really good at that. I'm an expert at it. So when brothers in the barbershop be talking about me because they ain't got all the facts or they done jumped off the bandwagon, you know, man, that really kind of bothered me because I go, damn, dog, y'all too? Because I'm a man's man. If, if you meet me as a man and you don't like me, I'm telling you, man, really, it's because there's something wrong with you, dog. Because <laughs> really, as a man, I, I really, bro, you really, you come on, man. You, you, you can't meet me and not know that I'm that dude right there. Mm. But now, even though the brothers in the barbershop bothered me, the brothers in the barbershop helped me out too. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them cats in the barbershop was really cats that I thought I was cool with. And that was the other purpose of the haters too. So I could stop thinking somebody was really all right with me and they really wasn't. Because, you know, sometimes, man, it's just important to know who they are. It's important to know who people really are in your life. And you gotta have certain circumstances to bring that about so you can now know the truth about them. But it ain't everybody in so, the barbershop, though, right? No, 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 no. Oh man, I got some great dudes in the barbershop. Yeah. Yeah. There's some great dudes in the yeah. barbershop that love me, that'll defend me, that'll stand up for me. But here come them cats in there that just, you know, want to jump on the bandwagon. They, you know, trolls is everywhere. I appreciate the brothers that defend me, that say, hey, man, that ain't how that dude is. Y'all don't know how he is. So I appreciate it. It go both ways. But thank y'all, man, from the bottom of my heart. Thank y'all. All right, coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, we'll talk to our good friends from Butta Melanin Skin Care Products. Plus, we'll have details on how you can qualify for $2,500 right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody. Hey, listen, we got a special guest this morning. 
Uh, kind of feel like family because everybody from down that way. Uh, he's a native of uh, Beaumont, Texas, but he now lives in L.A. and he's got a flourishing career as a model, actor, recording artist. Now, when he, when, uh, when he found out that he was spending most of his time in front of a camera, he wanted to take better care of uh, his uh, specific skincare needs, which that led him to formulate his own product line called Butter, B-U-T-T-A-H. And as the CEO of Butter, his mission is to give uh, melanin-enriched skin the attention it deserves. That's a code word for black. And uh, let's find out more. Let's find out more about Butter. Please welcome to the show the fabulous Dorian Renard. Good morning. Yeah, welcome. Morning. Good morning. Big honor to be here this morning. Well, thank you, Dorian. Thank you so much. Um, and congratulations. This, this is phenomenal what you've done. We love the products. We de- definitely love the products. Yeah, I'm using it. I've been using it. Thank yeah, you. I, yeah, on our, oh, this whipped butter, this whipped yes. body butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got and my you bald so head. Just, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm and 33 and I got a bald head, too, so I needed it as well, man. So you ain't talking about so let's talk about the butter products, Dorian. Uh, they are based around raw, natural, and organic shea and specifically formulated for melanin-rich skin. What inspired you to do the butter line specifically for our skin? Well, I mean, you know, I'm from Beaumont, Texas, small town. And uh, I grew up near Louisiana, grew up near Houston. And I mean, I would say the inspiration came from seeing the beautiful black and brown faces around me. My dad had a barbershop, shoe shop. He was an entrepreneur, still is. And um, I saw him making people feel good. You know, whether they were going to a funeral, whether they were going to a wedding, you know, you had to come in and get that self-care at a young age. And I realized that. And uh, I had problematic skin growing up. I mean, I'm talking about dark spots, hyperpigmentation, acne, anything you could think of. And as I entered into the entertainment industry, you know, in front of the camera, I realized, you know, I didn't quite look like myself like I did on television, I would say. <laughs> so, you know, it, was, it started from a little bit of vainness, but then, you know, a lot of people started reaching out to me after I I really found some shea butter on the streets of New York modeling, and I mixed that with a gentle cleanser and a vitamin C serum and started working for me. And so, you know, I found that people, especially black men, black women, were embarrassed. And they were asking me in my DMs or in person, hey, what do you use for your skin? I'm really struggling with it. And so, you know, I brought my formula and my routine to the streets about three years ago. And now we've grown into over 25 products over just a short amount of time because of the support and really the education that we, we provide. Well, you okay, you done helped sorry. a lot of ashy people because this is an ashy. I, I have. <laughs> hang on, hang on, <laughs> Tommy, crazy. <laughs> All right, Dorian, hang on. We'll be right back, okay? Okay. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We are back with our very special guest, Dorian Renaud, uh, owner and CEO of Butta. That's B U T T A H. It is a skin line for melanin-enriched skin. That's for black and brown people. Um, He's our special guest this morning, and um, we just love your products. We want to say that my favorite is the whipped butter. That's my personal favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, You go into these stores a lot of times. You spend a lot of money on these products. 
And um, you look at commercials and, you know, up until now, you didn't really see much representation of us. And, you know, I try to provide education so that people with melanin and rich skin know how to take care of their skin and that it's the ingredients and the products that really, like, work for us. And so, you know, the community and, and everybody that really has supported Butter in such a short amount of time has was really made it successful. But the inspiration always comes from home and the heart of being a black man and seeing my beautiful black mother and, you know, all of the different shades of black growing up in the South. Okay, well, I love seeing men with beautiful skin as well. And we got to commend you, Dorian, on the success of your line. Uh, you own it. You operate it. It's a black-owned business. It employs yeah. black women, I was yeah. happy yeah. to see, in executive-level <laughs> yeah. positions. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's important. I mean, I, I, I see beauty through my eyes, but it's important to have black women around me to understand um, beauty through their lenses. And so I have an all-black female executive team who's around me. Um, and everybody out in my factory in Florida, you know, is multicultural. And so it's important to have women involved because, you know, as a man, you know, you look at a woman's skin and I don't know the struggles you go through. I don't know what, you know, what, uh, what makeup does to your skin. So I had to do my research. I had to get in the lab. I had to listen to my sisters, my brothers and see what they needed. And, um, that's why I did butter. And that's why we continue creating products, you know, that pretty much the audience asked for. <laughs> and to the Steve Harvey Nation, we're doing a butter sweepstakes. Yeah, you can enter for a chance to win a grand prize shopping spree with a $2,500 Macy's gift card or one of 10 first prizes of a butter three-piece customizable kit. Butter products are designed to gently cleanse, brighten, and moisturize skin daily and formulated especially for melanin-rich complexions and all skin types. You can enter and get the rules at steveharveyfm.com. Everyone needs a little butter, baby, right, Dorian? That's right, man. You know, you like Steve said, you cannot be ashy. And I know a lot of us black people associate dry skin with the word ashy. That was Tommy Dorian. That was Tommy Dorian. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom. Tom. Sorry, sorry, Tommy. How you doing? It's all right. It's, um, it's a hey, lot hey, of ashy kids out there, here. Dorian. But, you know, we, we want to, you know, that's a word that, uh, that is that's true to our culture you know what i mean and that's one thing that we try to avoid is how we're body butter is amazing because it's uh it imported directly from ghana so it's just the real stuff and we whip it down it has our amazing cocoa shade scent to it so it's not too heavy you know you it still smells light you could put it on from head to toe i put it on my ball head i put it on my body on my face and, um, yeah, it's amazing. It's one of our top sellers, and people really love it. I, but I think shea butter goes back to, like, to us. You know, we grew up watching right. our grandmothers using Vaseline and thick products. And so when I thought about, um, you know, something for our body, I wanted something thick that would give us that glow and, and then not have us ashy all day. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley, now I love, Dorian, I love the vitamin C serum. I yes. love that. It's it, it, It's brightening, it, it, it hydrates, mm -hmm. and I love the Coco Shea Revitalizing Cream. So we yes. love your products. Love, Thank love, you. love us some butter, baby. Yeah, <laughs> everything from top to bottom, the packaging, everything yes. is just top-notch, beautiful. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's pleasing it's to the eyes and to the body. <laughs> yeah, it's like yes. butter, baby. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so Dorian, continued success to you in your career as an actor, a musician, and all the things that you do, and especially as CEO of Butter. Thank you yeah. so much, all right? 
Thank you guys for having me. Get all the information you need on Butter at steveharveyfm.com. Dorian, (laughs) (laughs) please don't be a stranger. I won't be, y'all. And I'm going to keep sending y'all some butter so y'all won't be ashy. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Great products, though, brother. All right. Coming up next, it is the nephew and the prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it is my strawberry letter for today. The subject is in love and terrified. <laughs> We'll get into that okay. find out what At that's all about. At the same time? Both of them? Yes. Wait till you hear this. Find out what that's all about right after this. Right now, the nephew is here. You hear him with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Uh, if you can't talk straight at the barbershop, then where can you talk straight? <laughs> Black man's country can't club, talk ladies and gentlemen. At the barbershop. Right. That was said. Yeah. Yes, sir. This right here is the barbershop. Cuss, this is Brady. Uh, Brady, how you doing, man? My name my name is Dennis, man. I got a haircut from you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, what's up, Dennis? What's up for you, brother? Hey, listen, um, I-, I wanted to get an appointment with you, man. Uh, like I said, I was there a couple weeks ago, man. My first time getting a haircut from you. Did a real, real good job, so I want to say thank you for that. All right, no, not a problem, not a problem. Okay. Do, do you have any um in, in, any time uh, available on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, for sure, uh... Yeah, you can come up there Thursday, that'd be fine. What's, what's, what's your name again, bro? Uh, Dennis, man. Dennis. Okay, Dennis. Well, I, I can get you in, Dennis, about, about 3 o'clock, man, something of that nature. I mean, you know, I normally work out appointments, you know. Come okay. About three. 3 o'clock, you'll be there? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there right there. Okay. Hey, hey I, I, I got a little bit of situation, though, man, that happened last time I was there. I kind of wanted to talk to you about it, man, because it, it kind of caught me off guard. So I, I, I wanted to. Holler at you, man, and see if we could rectify the problem before I came back up there. What happened? What, somebody disrespect you or something? I mean, what, what was the deal? Well, well um, it, it really wasn't somebody, man. It, it was it was, it was, it was actually you. Me? Well, I mean, what's the, what happened? Here's the deal, man. When you was cutting my hair, when it when it was time to turn the, the, the chair, you you didn't turn the chair with, 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 with your hand, man. See, Brady, man, you, you turned the chair with your with your private part. Oh, come on, bro. Say, Dennis. I mean, Dennis, I'm a professional, man. I've been doing this 15 years, bro. Right, right. I don't think it's anything uh, deliberate, man. I think you just do it unconsciously, man, because, you know, you be leaning over on the chair cutting, and I think you don't realize, you know, you be turning the chair with your private part instead of doing it with your hand, man. And see, my hand got caught out there, and I saw it out the corner of my eyes. I saw your private part coming towards my hand. I moved it just in time. You understand? No, bro. Now, now, now see, Dennis, I'm, I'm not understanding something, bro, because I don't, I don't, we don't operate like that around here. Because, you know, I, I don't make mistakes like that, bro. I mean, you know, I don't know. You you sure you're talking to the right person, man? Yeah, I mean, ain't you the third chair on the right when you walk in the door? Yeah, that, that is correct. Okay, that's what I'm talking about, man. And you cut me two weeks ago, and like I said, I really like my haircut, so I wanted to call back and rectify this problem. But, you know, you got to turn the chair with your hand and not your pride part. If not, we're going to have a problem. Okay, bro. Now, I, I, I feel you, and I understand your, your complaint and everything. I mean, I, I'm not understanding what you're saying, but cause I don't do that. You know, but I mean, we, we, we'll be glad to, you know what I'm saying, give you another cut or whatever, you understand, man? You know, but, but I, I don't move nobody. No wrong with my private man, you know that's just not me. You know? Okay, I understand what you're saying, 
but I want you to hear what I'm saying. If you put your private on there at all, when I come in there Thursday, then I, I promise you I'm going to jump up and we're going to have a problem. Well, 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 well see, now, now, now right there, Dennis, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that jump up having a problem because, you know, you, you don't really know me like that, bro. You know I mean? I'm, I'm trying to be professional here and, 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 and solve your little issues that you got, you understand me? But, but all this jumping up and, and stuff you're talking about doing, I, I don't know hey, about man. all that stuff. I'm trying to come in and get a nice haircut and walk out with a nice haircut. What I don't want to do is come down there, you lean over, put your private part where I got my arms and my hands at, and I got whooped your Now, that's what see, I don't. See, 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 careful now. now you, you starting to, you're touching me wrong talking about You're talking about I'm okay. touching you wrong. You touched me wrong two weeks ago when you put your private on my hand, man. Thank you, folks. I ain't nobody touch you like that, you feel me? Say what? I don't know who the hell you think you're talking to, man. You know, we're right on here, because you feel me? Hey, dog, all I'm trying to say is a brother trying to come in and get his hair cut and walk out feeling like a man and not walk out feeling violated, man, because you didn't turn the chair with your private part all up against my hand and my elbow and stuff, man. Hey, hey, hold up, hold boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember really like that. I'm a grown say, bro, you know. I, I tried to talk to you, you feel me? But now you don't rub me wrong. Ain't no punk flying here, you understand me? Well, ain't no punk flying there, then keep it off my hand, then. Say, say, hold on, let me tell you something. Say, man, we don't play that over here. You bring your stupid over here. I'm going to tell you right now, you get backed up by this You understand me? Hey, hey well, quick. We don't play no punk over here. This, is, this ain't no salon, it's a barber shop. It's real I hear what you're saying, but let me explain something. You quit using your hips and your private section like a pinball machine. I'm going to tell you right now, boy, I will push up on your. You come up with that. You understand me? Hey, dude, I'm just trying to come and get a haircut. I'm trying to get a haircut and walk out of there like a man, feeling like a man. Shirt then. You, you want to know what my real name is? That's what's up. Do, That's what's up, baby. Okay, then you might want you want you want to know what name gonna be on the shirt. I want to know what gonna be on the shirt. All right, then the name on the shirt is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean the baddest radio show in the land. Man, Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. You can't talk straight at the barber shop. Amen. Where can you talk straight? Boy, let me tell you something, Tommy. He was professional at first, and then Uh he went all the way over there. To the point where this ain't no, I tell you what. Come on, man. I'm down. Boy, 
I love the, I love the button that we have that we that we switch. It's quick. It. It's quick. It's gonna take long. <laughs> Ain't no in between it. Nope. <laughs> Cause we anticipate bull. <laughs> we know it's coming. <laughs> when it's but switches, you know, man, it's he ga- he he gave it a nice little time where he was being, you know. I'm, Hey, uh-huh, bro, look, uh-huh. that ain't what we doing up in here, man. Look, come up here and here and get it. Uh, three o'clock, I see you Thursday. You know, yeah, hey, hey, little, little, who, me? Oh, no, bro, you got me wrong. You sure you got me? You third chair on the right end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, oh okay. Uh, yeah. Tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> Time okay, me to go and click this switch right here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Playboy. Flip it. <laughs> he went hard, too. Yes. Come up in there if you yeah. want to. They're going to be packing your ass up out of here. I said, okay. When, yeah. I'm going to open you when up. They, when they said, pack you up, you up out of there. Yeah. When they pack you up out of there. Yeah. You, you, you're not walking. Uh, he, he said you're going to recognize yourself. <laughs> February 10th, 11th, and 12th. The nephew coming to Huntsville, Alabama. Stand Up Live Comedy Club. That's February 10th, 11th, and 12th. That is, what is that? That's Valentine's and Super Bowl weekend, baby. Come hang out with your boy. Bring your loved one out. That's right. Huntsville, Alabama, Stand Up Live Comedy Club. The nephew's coming to town. Tickets on sale. Retina. Retina. <laughs> R-E-T-N-A. Retina. Thank you, crazy nephew. What? <laughs> coming up next, <laughs> the strawberry letter. The subject is in love and terrified. We'll find out of what right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter, one of those juicy ones, to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Mm, We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. You just never know. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. The strawberry letter. Subject in love and terrified. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm 32 and my boyfriend and I have been together for six months. He's a great guy and everything I hoped for in my second husband. Yes, I say husband because he's been talking about marriage already. We, we're both divorced and ready to settle down, so we got the important stuff out of the way early on. I get along great with his parents, and my mother loves him. He's in a rental, and I own my home, so he's planning to move in with me. I have fallen for this man, and I can't see myself living without him. But there's one thing I don't, I don't love, and that's his size. The first time I got married, I was really young and inexperienced, and I had no idea how small my first husband was. I had nothing to compare to because he's the only other man I've been with. The first time I was intimate with my current boyfriend, I called my doctor the next day because I was sure something was broken below. She let me know that everything was fine, and she gave me some items that would help with intimacy. None of that stuff works, and I feel like I am letting my boyfriend down every time he tries to make love to me. We talked about it, and he assured me that he loves me and he'll be patient with me. He also told me that he's never had this problem with the female before. My doctor told me there's nothing wrong with my body. He's just too large. I'm terrified whenever he starts coming on to me, but I try to play it off. 
We had a heated talk about our sex life recently, and he admitted that he's disappointed, and this could be a big deal breaker for him. How can he make our intimacy the main focus? Um, does this mean we're not compatible? Uh, this letter threw me a bit in, in, in the beginning. Um, and, and I got to say, this is a problem that many women would love to have. And I'm sure many men would love to have the same problem. Uh, we've had many men, many letters about the size of men and all of this, but it's usually... I have that problem. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We've had many letters about the size of men, but usually it's a complaint about them being too small, um, which was the case, you say, with your first husband. But we've never had a letter, if I can remember, Steve, I don't know if I can remember, about a man being too large. Um, and, and I guess there's a first time for everything. You say your new man is way too much for you, and now you're terrified to have sex with him. Um, but you, you've checked with your doctor and you've been checked by her and she said you were okay and actually she said you were better than okay she said you were fine he said your new man said he would be patient with you but his patience is running out this could be a deal breaker for him he's saying and um you know i guess understandably so because he would want to have sex with you if you're going to be his wife um but you still haven't been able to um then you said, your doctor also said, there's nothing wrong with your body and he's just too large. I mean, I don't really know what to tell you in this, in, in this situation. I mean, you guys might not be uh, compatible. You know, there could be such a thing as this going along. I mean, women have babies every day and all of this. Um, but listen, I, I don't know what to tell you, honestly, unless it's mental or something like that. If you can't physically, you can't. But the doctor, listen to what the doctor said. Steve? Wow. Well, you know, I understand, Shirley, you say we've never had a letter like this and everything. <laughs> but, you know, this is like, this is like so, so up my alley. Uh, I don't think that, uh, <laughs> really people for writing in. And, you know, because game, you know, you know, game recognized game. And uh, so I have a solution, but we're going to have to get to the solution in the second half of this talk. But let's just go over some facts, because I'm too like Shirley. I was very confused at the beginning of the uh, letter, because he's everything you wanted in your second husband. You're both divorced. You've gotten all the important stuff out of the way. You get along with his parents and mom. Your mama love him. You know, he's in a rental. I own a home. You know, sounds like something for me. We was talking about off the air. He's planning to move in with me. You know, I don't fail for this man. I can't see living without him, blah, 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 blah. And then there's one thing you don't love, that's his size. Now, quite naturally, I'm probably like Shirley was reading this letter, thinking, well, that's very small. We got a small problem. Exactly. You know, got something he ain't, the first time I got married, you know, then you started talking about how you was young and inexperienced, and you had no idea how small your first husband was, because you didn't have nothing to compare it to. And then you got intimate with this current boyfriend, and you call your doctor the next day because I was sure something was broken below, which means you know, uh, you know, came up in there, you know, you know, putting in work, you know, just up in there, you know, he was whoo, he was aggressive. Let's just say, he was overly aggressive. You thought something had broke. She let me know that everything was fine, and she gave me some items that could help with intimacy. I don't know what that was. 
you know, I have, uh, well, I do know what he, they gave me, but, you know, that ain't what this letter about. None of that stuff works. I know that's called homeboy. Homeboy break all that up. You know, all that little stuff you done bought back from the doctor. Homeboy get damn about that right there. And, uh, you know, I got some I got some stuff you need to give him. Anyway. You need to give him some stuff. Because none of that stuff work. And I feel like I'm letting him down every time Hold he try to make love to me. When I come back, I had an answer for you. Hold it. All right, we'll have part two of Steve's crazy response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, in love and terrified. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject is in love and terrified. Oh. Well, it's 32-year-old girl who fell and found a man of her dreams, second marriage for both of them. It worked out everything. She owned a home. He rent. He going to move in with her. The girl, mama love him. Parents love her. Everything going on. Uh, she has a problem with his size, though. I thought he was too small. Turned out it was just the opposite because she didn't know how small her first husband was because she didn't have nothing to compare it to, so she thought he was doing something. Then when Homeboy came in there and put his work helmet on, see, Homeboy came in there and set that igloo cooler down next to the bed and put that, put that hat on, that hard hat on, and set that igloo cooler down next to the bed and crawled up in there on one knee off that bed, and he went up in there and went to work. <laughs> came up in there, boy, like a grown ass man. Came up in there, with, you know, with the, with, came up with some artillery. Boy, came up in there, you know, he up in there with, he came up there with military terms and 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 and, and, and you know, excavation devices and came up in there with uh, missile launchers and called called up in there with stuff that you were really familiar with. You know, you in here playing with this little boy who had this little teddy bear. This boy came up in that bed with some stuff that they don't even sell in the G.I. Joe aisle no more, you know. So he came up in there <laughs> and put me in work. And it came up there. So when you went to the doctor the next day, you thought this man broke something because he better be in there just clowning. You know, he all, he up on all ten of his toes just flexed. He just got his toes flexed. He up in there just letting me. And so anyway, we have a problem. And now... The doctor then gave you some stuff to help you uh, deal with this. But the problem ain't you, because there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the doctor told you he's too large. So, see, he got to start taking stuff. You know, so I don't, I don't know how to tell you this here, but you got to you got to get him to the point where uh, he gets excited a lot quicker is what I'm trying to tell you. You got to get him to get to where he going faster so he ain't in there uh, creating damage. And so what I'm about to tell you is how this is going to work. Doctor told me there's nothing wrong with your body. He's just too large. I'm terrified when he starts coming on me, but I play it off. We had a heated talk about our sex life recently. He admitted he's disappointed, and this could be a big deal breaker for him because he's never had this problem with a female before. He says he's never had this problem with a female before, but he ain't with nobody, though, is he? He's had a problem. There's some women that just walked out of his life, just got up, got in the car, drove <laughs> off, and never called back. Not finna do this no more with you. Deuces. Deuces, partner. You ain't finna come up in here like you looking for all every evening. We not finna do this. So... How can he make our intimacy the main focus? Does this mean we're not compatible? Well, 
here's what has to happen. You have to have a talk with this young man because he's 32. See, he going this, he going at this the same way he been going at it, and it's creating a problem for you. So now, here's what has to happen. He has to change his depth perception. He has to change his depth perception. What does that mean? Meaning he has to change what he thinks deep is. See, it's like a swimming pool and a cave, and these are the two analogies I have for you. See, you can drown in five feet of water. Mm-hmm. Or you can build you a swimming pool that's got a 13-foot end on it with a diving board. But you can drown in three feet of water. So what you got to do is get him to start drowning in less water. Mm. Which means he got to quit jumping in this pool like he on the deep end. He got to come on on this shallow end and get involved in the water in a different way. The church say amen, amen. amen. I know y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Relearn how to swim. Relearn how to swim. Yeah, see, he got to say, let me give you an example. He is a cave dweller. He's a man with a helmet on, with a mind and light, and he likes to go in caves. What he has to learn is he can't go all the way in the cave. He's going to have to get happy by just being in the cave. Can't go all the way to the back of this cave. He has to learn to stay at the front of the cave. Okay. Because it's too much back there. We got it, Steve. Thank you. He got to learn how to stay at the front of the cave. I just say we got it. No. Well, what you have to do is you have to make the front of the cave the focal point. Uh Uh-huh. It has to be everything. Got it. I have yeah. a lot of knowledge on this subject because I've had yeah. to, you know, be, yeah. I've had to be understanding, uh, and I just, you know, I just want people to have the best life they can have. Now, are they compatible? Not sexually. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. They're not compatible sexually, yeah. and it's not going to work unless he changes a couple of things. His depth perception, he got to, yeah. he has right, to change Steve. what he think is deep, and then he had to play at the front of the cave and quit trying to go all in the back. And Thank you. Post your, comments on t- I'm, <laughs> post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at front Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Shh, we got it. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast. Where the light at. Stay where the light at. Coming up in 46 minutes after the hour, Junior's here with Sports Talk right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, Junior is here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? I'm going to tell you right now, we already know. No Brady, no Aaron Rodgers. Somebody finna be a Super Bowl champ. You got the Bengals and the Chiefs, Rams 49ers next Sunday. Man, who would have thought? that the Bengals with Joe Burrow would be right here. I never saw that. I never saw the Bengals. I expect the Chiefs. Never saw the Bengals. No, you know Patrick I, don't, I don't know anybody saw the Bengals. I don't no. know anybody saw that except, except I, the Bengals. Except the Bengals. That's it. Everybody in Cincinnati saw that, man. On top of that, though, now <laughs> we got the 49ers and the Rams. 
Matthew Stafford finna get his shot, man, to go to the Super Bowl. That's I think a the Rams big... gonna do it. I do. I think the Rams. You think the Rams gonna do, gonna do what? Win the Super Bowl? Go to... I, I do. I do. You think the think Rams, Rams gonna win the Super Bowl? I think the Rams gonna. Do... Well, they gotta be San Francisco first. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I'm gonna tell you something, man. They had some pressure. Them damn Rams had some pressure on Tom Brady ass, boy. Aaron Donald never stayed in that backfield. They stayed back there. They lived back there. They moved Brady off that mark. And that's what they've been saying. If you get, if you can make Tom Brady move, he, he's not going to be successful. Because he's not finna run. We know that. No. No, he ain't running. And, and you, you shouldn't talk about running. But he's not running. <laughs> That's yeah, cute. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, you, you know that's cute. No, that's the truth. You you know what that is. Don't say run. Oh, I'm gonna let you make it. Go ahead. <laughs> you gonna let me make it? Well, what that mean? I'm just saying. We we yeah. we just you, you probably, you probably need to move on, Joey. <laughs> I ain't gonna move on. Uncle. I ain't moving on. He ain't gonna say nothing about running. He not gonna do that. Yeah, it ain't the running. <laughs> But did you see Antonio Brown's tweet though? What did he say? Did he say? Yeah, he held he held up a sign that said "Bucks Eliminated." Yeah, with I, his shirtless. But, you see man, it on Twitter. He, he put salt in the wound. Talking. He wrong for that. Yeah, he shouldn't be talking. I saw the other day, the message he put out there talking about uh, a couple teams already called me. Well, why you ain't working then? <laughs> they can call. Ain't nobody booking you. Ain't nobody. Dog. Everybody can call. What's the offer going to be? And I don't know what team that wants to invite that to their locker room. I really don't. I feel bad for this kid, man. And he's not getting younger. And he's not getting better. So well, what do you think they finna offer him? Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. Well, We're going to find out Sunday, though, who's going to be in the Super Bowl. We're going to know then. All right, Junior. Thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, Fat Joe said to be honest with your family about your finances. We're going to talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Fat Joe did a recent podcast interview on I Am Athlete, and he said people need to be honest with themselves about their finances. He says, I tell my wife, I tell my kids, we are not Sean P. Diddy Combs or Jay-Z. That Joe said there are levels to wealth. Okay. okay. You agree with that, Steve? It's it's absolutely true. It's levels to it. Your level can be just fine if you mm-hmm. quit looking over somebody else's. Right. You know, exactly. you really can get on and enjoy your life if you quit mm-hmm. looking at the life you don't have. Mm-hmm. Live within your means. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But let me tell you something though. I was I was doing that recently, uh, looking at somebody's life that I know. I was going, wow, 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 wow. And they make a considerably amount of money more than I do. And somebody asked me, one of my partners, say, man, I bet you would trade lives with him. I said, I bet I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. with all the money you have and all the worldly possessions I see you with that I don't have, I, I look in my life and I would not trade my life for his life. Right. You don't know what that person's life is like and you don't know what they're right. going through. I'm telling you, man, you might be in way better shape than you think. Yeah. Because right. some, somebody's missing, somebody got issues in their life. I don't care who they are. Somebody's lacking yeah. something. But yeah. I lack for nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. I don't I don't need anything. 
There's a lot of stuff I want, but I don't need nothing now, man. But you, but it's kind of hard, though. He's saying you have to be honest about your finances. That That's kind of hard. I mean, telling people, I think he's doing a great job telling his wife and kids that. But Yeah, yeah, you know. because they probably want things that they see the other kids have and other families, but yeah. he's being honest. Also, Steve, a for, former retired Miami Dolphins NFL player Channing Crowder talked about the black tax phenomenon. This is the idea that black athletes are expected expected to financially take care of their family once they become successful. He talked about how after he was drafted, his family was like, we made it. <laughs> we. <Yeah. laughs> we made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's true, man, because mm-hmm. black people, two things about us. We are the only race of people for the actions of each other. We get blamed if if black people are the only race of people that's responsible for the actions of one another. When black people do something over here, all black people get blamed for it. All people, all black people don't get credit for it, but we share in the blame. Yeah. So yeah. the racism towards the black race, it, it, it makes it very easy for people to, to apply the pressure all the way across the board. And when we become successful and sign contracts, we're responsible for our family members and friends. Ain't nobody else. Like, man, I remember Mel Brooks told me one time, I mean, uh, not Mel Brooks, Mel Gibson told me one time, we were talking, he said, hey man, I'm responsible for anybody. I don't get that. I don't, I'm, I'm responsible for anybody. I did this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there oh, wow. going, wow. But black people are made to believe and, and held, held responsible for one another. That's a true statement. And it doesn't matter what field or industry, not just athletes or entertainers, even if you're just successful in your family, that's the case. You know, all of us have felt that. Yeah. But but yeah. the attitude of the we made it. <laughs> I mean, I know it takes, you know, it, it takes a village and it, it takes a team. It's teamwork. And, you know, you didn't get there by yourself, you know, and all of that. But still, we made it. Absolutely. I'm out here doing this hard work every day, (laughs) running these plays and all of that, you know? We can't tell our family no. No. Steve said it's a responsibility. We have this. Oh, man, it's kind of crazy, too, man. It's unfair. It is. It it, it really is. I I got them people helped you go to practice and all that, but you don't owe them nothing. You don't owe them for that. You drove me to practice. Did you practice? (laughs) <laughs> Did you put in the time? Right. Did you go to <laughs> school? Play, Did you yeah. run these routes? Did you go do these two a days? Really, man. Now you know we all feel obligated to buy our mama a house. I mean, that's of just yes, sir. Yes. All right. You know, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at twenty minutes after. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, New Year, new M and M's. That's right. M&M's, the candy, the candy. uh, Well, as we know them, they're getting a makeover. Mars Inc. said gone are the green M&M's, go-go boots, and the sex appeal. Instead, she'll be representing confidence and empowerment as a strong female. She'll be rocking sneakers now. Green M&M will also become better friends with the only other female M&M, that's brown M&M, to showcase a force supporting women. The other colors will also see some notable personality changes too. The orange M&M's constantly untied shoes and anxious personality 
will change as he learns to embrace his true self, uh, worries and all. Conservative news anchor uh, Tucker Carlson is very upset about the female M&Ms not being sexy anymore and uh, changing to be more inclusive. He wants them to stay sexy and keep the pumps and all of that. Oh, you need something to do. You worry about Why sexy candy. Why do you care about a candy? Fictitious. <laughs> really? really do. Piece of candy? I don't give a damn what the Eminem characters is. I just love the Eminem. Make sure you don't change the taste. What's I don't give a damn though? if you dress all the Eminems in drag. What I care. Just can we have the damn Eminems? Right. This is crazy. He was Ladies really and gentlemen, going RuPaul. Cool. Get <laughs> bag of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> peanuts right. are plain. Which one? Peanuts, baby. Man. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely the peanuts. All right, peanuts. we'll play a round of Would You Rather coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, it's time for a round of Would You Rather. Would you rather make love on the beach or would you rather make love in a hot tub? What's your preference? What's your um, water preference? Hot tub. <sighs> Hot tub? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. hot tub? That hot tub gets too hot. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't enjoy it. It gets too hot. I can't hot. 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 bubbling. Well, wait till you get that sand. Uh, hot all this damn noise. What's wrong in here? This <laughs> Am I doing something? Is it just this tub that's noisy? It's hot in here. I'm already hot. Here, let me hear you up. That's a rush. You on that beach, about just, the cold. With that beach. Well, that you know, sand. you need a big ass, need a big ass blanket though. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. You can't just be on that sand. That ain't gonna That's work. That sand. You're not Ooh. Gonna that. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> would mm. you rather spend the day with your favorite athlete, or would you rather spend the day with your favorite movie star? Would you rather? Uh, movie star. Yeah, I knew you would say movie star because you're in that. Me and Sam Jackson hanging out playing golf. Yeah, movie star. Oh, that okay. seems fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he cussing. Samuel I love L. all that. Yes. It's going to be fun. Yeah, you know he's going to cuss <laughs> everybody <all> out. <laughs> Blankety these blankety 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 hard. On, on this plane. That's hard because I like my favorite athletes too, man. But then I would, you know. Who's your favorite Denzel's athlete? Denzel's my favorite actor. Uh, oh. Favorite, my favorite athlete? Yeah. I don't know, man. Tiger. Tiger's a favorite out there. I, I love to have dinner with him, but I don't want to hang out with him, though. I don't want to like fun. Pre- I'd like to hang out with, with Mike Tyson, but I think I'm, he's too scared to say something. I don't think he said the wrong <laughs> I thing. I know. Watch your mouth. Watch your tone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. If, uh, That's kind of difficult. Isn't I like Shaq. Oh, Hanging yeah. out with Shaq yeah. for a day the would be cool. Pitch, man. Well, he's... One of my favorite dudes, man, mm-hmm. that I like just to see. We're not like real tight or nothing, but we always give each other love when we see each mm-hmm. other. Um, I, yeah, probably, probably athlete for me. Athlete, but okay. I'd, I'd have a tough yeah. time picking one. Yeah, I tell you, man, yeah. when uh, Steph Curry came to do uh, Steph Curry's family came to do a uh, Celebrity Family Feud. Uh-huh. And Steph got out the car and everybody was gathering around, man. I dapped him up and said, well, Steph, nice meeting you. But the dude I wanted to meet was his damn daddy, Dale Curry. <laughs> <laughs> me and him were standing there hugging. His wife said, I can't believe this. 
Me and Dale Carey. Oh, that was the coolest dude, man. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, coming up, thank you guys. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, it is our last break of the day, and you do not want to miss Steve's closing remarks right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we are, guys, our last break of the day. Wow, what a day. We want to say thank you to our special guest earlier in the show, Dorian Renaud of Butta. Skincare products, B U T T A, Butta. Don't forget. A H. Is it A H? Yeah, A H. B U T T A H. Don't forget, you can go to steveharveyfm.com and find out how you can qualify to win a $2,500 Macy's gift card shopping spree. Everything. You're going to love it. Go to steveharveyfm.com to find out more about that. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's a good Mm -hmm. product. It is. It is. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, It is. So, my closing remarks today, I want to go back and I want to take a call that came in on the uh, email, on my, oh, excuse me, on my voicemail. You know, I have 877-29, Steve, where you can leave me a voicemail and talk to me. Right. I want to share one with you, and here it is now. Hey, Steve, I love listening to you. My name is Roger Williams. Listen. These white folks, man, they still got us contained. The reason I say that is because I've been trying to buy a house. I do everything they tell me to do, and they always come back with some kind of bull crap that keeps me not for not buying a house. We black folks, man, we got to stick together. We got to stand up. I am just so sick of this. If I could, I would move out to the United States. I'm tired of this. They treat you any kind of way. They tell you everything you do to what they tell you to do, and they still come up with some bull crap, man. I'm just trying to buy a house to put my wife and myself in it. They won't let me, Steve. They won't let me. Talk to you. Mm. Bye-bye. Well, Mm. let me help you out with something, sir. I will be the first to admit I've had these exact same thoughts as you. Mm. As a matter of fact, I used to carry those thoughts around with me all the time. I got what you're saying. I'm in that age bracket where it almost fits. Look, man, I'm old enough where I grew up in a city, Welch, West Virginia, that had colored only water fountains, colored only restrooms. No blacks could eat at lunch counters. I grew up, I grew up in that. I was a 60s kid. I saw all of this. But let me help you understand something. So I, I'm admitting that I've had these same thoughts, brother. But what I gotta help you out with is how I got rid of those thoughts. And this may help you. First of all, I understand systematically it's hard to succeed in this country on any level. But it's because of the game. The game is set up for no one to succeed. Now, because we are black, we have extra barriers. You know, we've been zonings, and once they see a certain zip code, they put you in a certain category, you get a different interest rate. I got all that. They make it hard, man. It, they do make it hard. I, the system, the systematic racism in this country is real. But what I had to learn was I quit calling it the white man's game, and I just started calling it the game because it's the game. And I just had to learn how to play the game. Now, I had to implement the fact that the extras that come with it because I'm black, but I had to deal with it. But listen, man, a lot of what's happening to you is because you're allowing it to come out of your mouth. You give too much power to them. 
Man, these white folks won't let us. Man, these white folks won't let what? Who are you talking? What white folks? See, bro, I got what you're saying technically, but you can't empower people like that. You can't give a person the power over you. You give too much power to them. You're verbalizing it and speaking a truth into your life. I'm just telling you what you're doing, bro. If I were you, I would stop verbalizing and speaking this truth into my life. I would stop. I would stop saying stuff that you keep making fruition. You keep giving them the power. You keep saying, the white man did this. The white man got the power. They won't let me. No, man. What are you talking about? They won't let you. You know how many black people got houses? Stop. First of all, stop verbalizing. I got a show full of people that got houses. Because they made a commitment to get one. Secondly, you talking about moving out the country, but if you move out the country, where you gonna live? You gotta have ticket money, you gotta go there and buy a house. I got what you're saying. Now, how about this right here? Let me help you out with it. Quit going to the bank by yourself. I have no problem I ever had in my life, nor do I have, that I have that's bigger than my God. I don't have a problem that's bigger than my God. Quit going to the bank by yourself. Why don't you go? Why don't you take? Why don't you take the Lord in the bank with you? What they gonna do now? See, now they ain't just turning you down. See, that's why. That's why, man. Look, man. Whenever people come for me, I try to warn people. I try to warn them. I start to say, "Hey, man, listen to me. Don't don't come for me, cause I ain't over here by myself now. I happen to belong. I'm a child of the Most High. I'm telling you right now, I belong to somebody. So careful when you come for me." <laughs> I ain't over here by myself, partner. My heavenly father watches over me. So when you come for me, you know, <laughs> amen, it's like when I was a little boy. Sometimes I would tell kids on the street, I'm going to tell my daddy. That gave me power. I'm going to tell my daddy. Because I knew my daddy was going to do something. Well, I got a heavenly father, too. Why don't you take him to the bank with you? Why don't you tell him? to help you get a house and then watch you get a house because when God give it to you ain't nothing nobody can do about it mm. you feel me let's try that mm. man just try that bro just want to address that y'all have a great day man I'll uh, see y'all tomorrow okay peace hey. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 